I think there's just going to be such a big backlash against fast fashion and more of a return to quality and things that are made to last. And so many brands now that make in the UK talking about slow fashion and saying that they don't make a different collection every season. You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice and tips on making in the UK. So let's get on with today's show. Welcome to episode number 150 of the Make It British podcast. So I'm going to end this series in the same way that I started it, which is talking about my predictions for the coming year. So without doubt, 2020 has been the weirdest one in living memory for anyone. Without doubt, who could have predicted what would have happened this year. And I do think that there has been a seismic change in the way a lot of people have wor- are working. And there's no doubt for the UK in particular, next year is going to bring us some massive changes. But I do think there are a few things which I'm seeing which will definitely accelerate in the the way that they're coming to the fore going forward in 2021 and beyond. And there will no doubt one or more of them will affect your business and the way that you work. So what I thought I would do today is run through the key things that I think are going to be important for businesses that make in the UK going into 2021 and beyond. And I'm also going to remind you of some of the episodes we've had in series two that are relevant to each one of those points. So that just in case you haven't heard all of the episodes from series two, or maybe this is the first ever episode of the Make It British podcast you've listened to, you can go back to some of the ones that are the most important and relevant to you. So let's start with first and foremost, and the biggest trend I think that everyone is going to see is going from global to local. Now, without a doubt, localization has been one of the buzzwords of 2020. I talked about it on the last episode and I've talked about it throughout this series. And I think more so for the UK than pretty much any other country, we're going to be seeing a lot more focus on making things locally and buying things from local shops as well. In fact, I even noticed the other day that um, Amazon have started focusing on you can actually search by products that are um, from local businesses. So gosh, when they start to do it, you know it's a worldwide global trend. So some of the episodes that you might want to listen to that we've where I've talked about that, particularly is episode number 134, about whether you should think about moving your manufacturing to the UK, especially from January 2021, when the UK has finally totally extracted itself from the EU is now the time to start moving your manufacturing back to the UK. I've seen a big increase this year in people contacting me, looking for local manufacturers, and that is only going to continue. 
some examples of companies that have done it. Rob Law from Trunky, he talked in episode number 128 about why he reshored part of the production for his famous plastic suitcases, animal-shaped plastic suitcases known as the Trunky, back to the UK and set up a factory here in the UK and how he was going to increase that production. We also heard from Maria Gratch-Vogel in episode num- number 122 about why she's decided to make more in the UK again now. And she also talked about the importance of quality and how local manufacturing meant that she was able to keep a closer eye on the quality of her production. So that is an episode that is well worth listening to. And that now brings me on to point number two and trend number two. And of course, I couldn't make a prediction and predictions for 2021 and UK manufacturing without talking about the Brexit effect. Now, I think we've all got a much clearer idea now that there is probably going to be total chaos at the borders from January 2021 from product coming into the UK. There's talk of we may see shortages of certain products while they get delayed in the uh, borders. And that, of course, will drive prices up. No one knows quite how much. Could that be beneficial for products that are made in the UK, that locally made products start to look less expensive in comparison. That's going to be a really interesting one to watch is what the Brexit effect is going to be on products that are made in the UK. I certainly think if the price of products in stores does start to increase because there's less cheap imports coming from overseas, then it will make the difference between UK made products and products made overseas smaller, which will be interesting and will also make products that are made in the UK seem extremely good value. And as I talked about in the last episode, there has been an influx of press interest in made in the UK products. So is 2021 the year that we finally see the British public putting their hands in their pockets and investing in good quality made in the UK products en masse? Because there's been a growing demand over the last 10 years and there's no doubt, and I know from the audience that we have Make It British and that our members have buying their products, that there's a diehard group of people who love to buy products that are made in the UK, both at home and abroad. But getting your average man in the street in the UK to spend money on a product that's made in the UK and made at home rather than choosing something solely based on price has been a struggle, let's face it. But I do think now there's going to be a lot more focus on buying products that are actually made here in the UK. So the Brexit effect is certainly one that we're all going to watch. That sounds like a film, actually, doesn't it? The Brexit effect. Right, on to point number three. And I couldn't do a podcast about 2021 without making one of the trends about sustainability because Without a doubt, the buzzword, the word that everyone asks now when they come to me to find UK manufacturers or they want to make a brand in the UK or they ask for more information about it when we do our events and we do the talks at our events, the word is sustainability. Without a doubt. It's not just a nice to have for companies now. It's an essential 
And so many companies that make in the UK have made their businesses sustainable anyway. Christopher Nieper, OBE from David Nieper, did a fantastic, amazing talk at our Make It British Live online event in September about why UK manufacturing is more sustainable. It was so popular. I had such good feedback about it. And we made it into a podcast episode number 140. So if, if there is one, just one episode from all of this, from series two that you go back and listen to, it's that episode number 140 from Christopher Nieper about why UK manufacturing is more sustainable because he covers it so perfectly. And I don't need to say anything more about sustainability in UK manufacturing. Just go and listen to what Christopher has to say as a UK garment manufacturer himself and the studies that he's done and the evidence that he has and the statistics. It's just it's just brilliant. So on to point number four, and I am going to call this one a nation of online shopkeepers, which is what I feel like we have become in 2020. And that is no doubt only going to increase that anyone who didn't have a good online retail or e-commerce presence at the start of 2020, if they didn't adapt and pivot quickly, then they were kind of stuffed because so many people switch to buying online and they're getting used to buying online. And I've seen various reports with various figures saying how many people say they're not going to go back to buying in bricks and mortar stores anymore, which is a real shame. And it was one of the topics I discussed with Catherine Erdley from the Resilient Retail Club in episode number 147 about how retail is changing very rapidly COVID has made it change much more rapidly than it naturally would have done anyway. And a lot of that is around selling online, which does naturally benefit a lot of smaller businesses. So if your business hasn't already got a great online presence, whether you are a brand selling direct to the consumer or whether you're actually just a manufacturer and you're selling yourself and your services, if you haven't got a good online presence in 2021, then that needs to be on your to-do list for next year, without a doubt. Number five is my personal favourite, and this one is micro factories. So if you don't know what a micro factory is, and you haven't listened to my podcast, maybe, and you haven't heard me talking about micro factories, this is anyone who's decides to set up their own small manufacturing unit. That could be one person in a knitting machine, like Samantha Brook from Wearing Brook, who has her own micro, micro knitwear factory. Or it could be one person and a sewing machine or a few people and a sewing machine and one sewing machine or a few sewing machines getting together in a small unit or even making from home. So it's generally anywhere where small quantities and small batch production takes place. More often than not, where the brand itself has control of the production rather than outsourcing it to someone else. And I am hearing of so many brands that are doing this and deciding to control at least part or all of their production in-house in a small way. And I suppose the best example of this and someone who started out like this but has grown quite considerably would be Julie Dean OBE from the Cambridge Satchel Company who talked all about how she set up her own factory to make her bags 
in episode number 142 of this series. And it's a really inspiring story. And since that podcast aired, I've had a lot of people contacting me saying, I want to do what Julie's done. I want to set up my own factory and have control of my own production, own my own micro factory. So I think that's definitely a trend that is set to continue, especially as people start to become aware of factories getting busier because there's more interest in reshoring production. And so one of their only options might be to set up their own factory. And actually, the barriers to entry of the cost of setting up your own micro factory, depending on what it is you're going to want to make, is not as high as you would think. There are ways of doing it. There are machinery companies that will hire you the equipment to start with. So depending on what you're making, and if you are thinking of setting up your own micro factory, I would love to hear from you because it's one of my favourite topics at the moment. Okay, on to number six, which ties in very closely with number five, and that is the make on demand or the print on demand trend that we are seeing. And there's no doubt that if you have a micro factory, that's exactly what you're able to do is make something on demand. And that was something that Samantha from Wearing Brook talked about when I spoke to her in episode number 129 how she's adapted her business with her micro knitting factory, originally thinking she would be making a collection of knitted fashion products on it and actually then realising that what the machine was really adaptable and able to do was customise products for her customers. So she was able to make bespoke products because she had her own machine and she had control of her own production. And on a bigger scale, we talk to Corneet Digital, who have this most amazing printing equipment that's going into more factories in the UK now that can do print on demand. And I'm getting a lot more interest from people who want to print all sorts of products on demand. So print on demand, make on demand, because one of the advantages of making locally and in the UK is that you can make stuff in a much shorter space of time because you're making it locally. And if you can then make that product bespoke and a one-off and make it after the customer orders it, you're not holding any stock. And that is one of the biggest killers for any business that makes products. And one of the reasons that people want to make in the UK now is to have more flexibility on their production, not have to make tens of thousands of products in some far-flung place, but can actually make to order for the customer. So big trend going forward for 2021. It's going to be something that we're going to see a huge increase in as as technology allows more people to make things on demand and bespoke. So really exciting. Okay, so trend number seven, I have written making fashion circular. So the textile industry is one of the most polluting and unsustainable businesses on the planet. There's been so much documented in the last few years, so I won't labour the point there about why we should be reusing and recycling things more. But I'm hearing some really exciting things that are going on in the textile industry in terms of um how things can be reused and recycled. One of the most exciting was a yarn company that got in touch with me recently who are using, who are recycling woolen garments and woolen um, fabrics and turning them into a whole new yarn here in the UK, spun 
in Yorkshire and finished in Yorkshire and turned in so they can that yarn can then be turned into new products. And there are a lot of our Make It British members who work within the textile industry who are using fabrics that are made from recycled yarn and recycled fibres. It's a really exciting area. And when you think about all of the damage that fashion and textiles can do to the environment and to hear about UK companies that are finding ways to make fashion more circular it's really it's really great it's really great to hear so that is my trend number seven and it ties in very well with number eight which is the decline of fast fashion now in episode number 125 the most popular episode of 2020 i had dominique muller from labor behind the label on the show talking about or calling out Boohoo for using unethical garment factories. Everyone knows who Boohoo are now. They're an online retailer selling the cheapest of fast fashion. They make a lot of the product in the UK. That's how they're able to make it so fast and turn around trends really quickly. But they've also been called out by Labour behind the label and so many other people because they aren't tra transparent about their supply chains. And there are several other fast fashion companies who aren't transparent about their supply chains. And it's only a matter of time before there is a backlash, a proper big backlash to fast fashion, because as more of the younger generation start to become aware of the fact that fast fashion can have a big impact on the planet, on the people that are making it, and how it is not sustainable in the long term, that I think there's just gonna be such a big backlash against fast fashion and more of a return to quality and things that are made to last. And so many brands now that make in the UK talking about slow fashion and saying that they don't make a different collection every season, but they make products that are timeless and that you don't have to keep renewing your wardrobe all of the time. Maria Gratchvogel talked about that in episode 122 as well, about how the products that she makes are timeless, they fit beautifully, they make you feel great when you're wearing them and you don't have to keep buying something new. And if COVID and the pandemic has taught us anything as well, it's that we don't need 50 different going out dresses. And let's face it, a lot of fast fashion has been built on wearing a different outfit every time you go out. And it's made people really think about, do they really need that many clothes in their wardrobe? So interesting times for fast fashion versus slow fashion. And if you're interested in fast fashion versus slow fashion, you might also want to listen to episode number 130, when I talked about calculating the cost per wear of a garment and if you bought something of better quality and wore it a lot more, you it actually cost you less per wear than something that was throwaway and disposable and that you only wore once. And that was another episode that got a lot of feedback from people who were like, yes, I do only have one coat in my wardrobe. I'm glad that someone is now raising the, showing the um, reason why it's actually cheaper in the long run to buy a more expensive coat than a cheaper one. Okay, so on to the next trend, number nine. 
I had it last year. It's still one of the ones that always brings a smile to my face. And that is Make Do and Mend. And in episode number 141, I had the delightful Emma Matthews on the show from Socco, who talked about how to darn socks. And Emma's one of our members at Make It British. I love the fact that whenever she comes on one of our group member calls, which we do every Friday, she is sitting there darning and, and making something and fixing something and repairing something. And being able to repair anything is such a sustainable way to renew what you already have rather than buying new. So make do and mend. I've got to include it again this year. I'm just giving it a little mention and go and listen to Emma's episode about darn, how to darn your socks. And if, actually, if you are interested in that, Emma's done a course now as well, which you can take online where she teaches you how to darn and how to mend your socks. On my penultimate trend for 2021 and beyond, I have got skills. So we can't talk about Brexit in this episode without talking about skills and how we are going to solve the issue of skills post-Brexit. It was the topic that I talked about with Tamara Zinjik from Fashion Roundtable in episode 104. So right at the beginning of 2020, and it's going to be interesting to see how this one pans out in 2021. So I'm talking particularly about skills within the garment industry, because so many people that work in the garment industry in the UK making products are actually from the EU. So once we leave the EU, skilled garment workers will no longer have the correct amount of points in order to be able to come from the EU to work in the UK, because sadly, the UK government does not consider being able to sew a garment as a in, as an important and skillful enough job. I know, I know, if anyone who's listened to this has ever sewn anything, they will know that so being able to sew a garment is highly skilled, as highly skilled as many of the jobs that are allowing people to come into the UK. So it's going to be an interesting one because there's no doubt going to be some skill shortages over the next few years as we start to train people up in the UK to be able to do these really important jobs and to keep up with the interest that there is for reshoring and for making in the UK. So listen to episode 104 with Tamara Zinjig if you want to find out more about that and how you can help. And finally, my final trend for 2021 and my word for 2021 is authenticity. There's going to be a huge big backlash against things that are fake and people that are fake. And I mean, you can already see it happening on social media. It's become so fake. So many people on there who aren't genuine. And it's just great and refreshing when you see people on there who are genuine and they're really showing their real selves and what they are all about, what their company is all about. So a backlash against the fake, stop the fake, start being authentic. I'm seeing a lot more brands using real people of all sizes wearing their clothes. One company that does it so well is Community Clothing which is Patrick Grant's company, which they manufacture a lot of the products 
at their factory up in Blackburn. I love the models that they use on their website, all different race and colour and shapes and sizes. And it says made in Blackburn and you really get the feeling that it's just the people of Blackburn that they get modelling those clothes on the website, which is brilliant. And so many brands that are doing that now and being authentic. And, and with social media, isn't everyone just sick of polished photographs and perfect feeds of images that are really boring? And now I know the, the time that I really love seeing stuff that's on social media, on people's websites, is when I still see the real person behind the brand and exactly who made the products. And that really suits brands that make in the UK, especially if you're a small business making in the UK and you can get out there in front of your audience and show who you truly are. And if they identify with you, then they will buy your products. They will love you for who you are, not because you have the most perfectly styled Instagram feed. So being authentic is the way to be in 2021. Okay, so they are my 11 predictions for 2021 for UK made brands and manufacturing. And 2021 is a really exciting year for us here at Make It British, not least of all because it is 10 years since I first set up the Make It British blog. I actually cannot believe that it's been going for 10 years. So look out for some exciting things happening for us in 2021. This is the final episode of series two of the Make It British podcast. I'm going to take a four week break, but I will be back at the end of January with the start of series three. So make sure you've subscribed so you get notified when the new episodes start going out. So click subscribe in your favourite podcast app to make sure you hear series three of the Make It British podcast. And if you think there is any big trends or you have any predictions for 2021, I would love to hear what they are. Please drop me a DM on Instagram. Have a chat to me. Tell me what your plans are for 2021. And if you're not already a member of Make It British, I hope that is one of your plans for next year. Our membership prices are going to go up at the end of January as well. So now is the time to join. And you heard it here first on the podcast. And I will put the link for you to join in the, in the show notes of this podcast. Until then, have a wonderful new year, whatever you may be doing at home, because I doubt that you're going anywhere because we're nearly all in some sort of lockdown, aren't we? So enjoy your New Year's Eve celebrations and I will see you very soon. Thank you so much for listening. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday, plus there's bonus episodes occasionally. So make sure you subscribe in your favourite podcast app. And if you're looking to find British-made brands or UK manufacturers, check out the directory on the Make It British website at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash directory. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.